Welcome to Humanize IT, where technology experts meet to discuss business strategy, industry trends, how we can make IT more personal with conversations, not presentations, and occasionally engage in a laugh or two. So this episode is brought to you by Costco. As I was shopping yesterday... <laughs> I don't think they're going to give us any sponsorship dollars. <laughs> uh, I don't think so either. But I was uh, I was at Costco with Elijah, my son, and uh, we were looking for... I have the Costco rebate check, right? I've got like, you know, so many dollars to spend. And I'm like, I'm going to replace my my Nest smoke alarms. I love Nest smoke alarms. Like, uh, the best part about Nest smoke alarm... Uh, is this another? Can I get? Can I get? Can I get a sponsor? Google? <laughs> Google's laying people off. They 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 got any extra money? <laughs> is the blue light that glows when you walk by them? It's the best nightlight ever. It's just it's a really soft, soft blue. If I could just buy that ring, that I, I'd be happy. Um, and so, anyways. Uh, I have these and I've, it's, they're getting towards 10 years and, you know, you should replace your, replace your smoke alarms. Um, if you don't, then shame on you. Anyway, so I'm, uh, you can buy two packs from Costco for $200 and I went in there and could not find them, but you know what I could find? I found Google Nest Wi-Fi, and it occurred to me that I had no idea what this thing was. Yeah, it really do. <laughs> and and it started like like this little part of me died a little bit more because I found that like I used to be a really good engineer. People used to be. Um, I made a lot of mistakes, and I learned from a lot of mistakes, and I kept getting better, and that's how I got to be a good engineer. And I'm sitting there looking at this, this thing, and I'm like, "What the heck is this?" It says mesh. I know what a mesh is, but do they mean the same thing as mesh as I do? Yeah, and, exactly. like. This network engineer inside of me who has been in the bowels of data centers, who spent like over a decade in the bowels of data centers, is like trying to dissect what they're what they're trying to make here. And I'm realizing that I'm no longer an expert in this area. When did that happen? When was the moment Adam Walter no longer became a network engineer? Well, I, I was able to coast along. I, I kind of remember my so mine was a, a bit more defined. So it's when I stepped out of the corporate world back into service provider, and I made a very clear, you know, switch from um, an engineering role to a manager role. And I decided, you know, I wasn't wasn't going to be uh, hands on keyboard, and you know. Oddly enough, the the company that I went to uh, was just chock full of brilliant, absolutely brilliant engineers. So whether I liked it or not, that they made that transition a lot easier uh, because they, you know, most of them were in a league above me already. So uh, I stepped to the back. But so the, where the transition occurred for me was I was able to hang around all those guys. I can pick up on stuff really, really easily. That uh, you know, feral learning, you know. Is, is really, is really, you know, strong in me. Yeah. Learning. <laughs> no, I heard that one from Adam Savage. Uh, okay. So, um, you know, and so I, I hung around those guys and still felt like I was, you know, connected, even if I didn't, you know, really know everything. But now, you know, the time goes on and I don't have this, you know, fantastic engineering team that I get an eavesdrop on. And yeah, it just slowly kind of drifted away. And so like, wow, 
I went to to type with someone and, you know, I don't know, I just always use references or whatever. And I was talking about a feature in our software and I said, you know, this is like a, a Polaroid snapshot, not a VMware snapshot. Right. And I, I was typing that in and I typed in Polaroid, not a and I thought I would, you know, be technical and type in the file extension for VMware, um, you know, the virtual machine, the, the main file. And I went to type it and I was like, wait, what 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 is that file extension? And I typed in VDK. Right. And I was like, a bunch of people in their car just shouted out like it's full. Yeah, they, they did. They did. You know, and I'm like, wait, that's not that's not right. That's not. And I had to go, you know, Google it and realize I was missing a single letter in there. But yeah, it was. And so yesterday I had the exact same, uh, you know, moment as you did. It was like, crap, I can't even tell you what the file extension is on this. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what it is, but somewhere around there, I've got a VMware certification and something, you know? I know, right? And so at the plight of the engineer, things that we used to be experts in, like like I used to be able to create a Cat5 cable cramp and, without even looking. Like, well, I had oh, yeah. to look, I could see the colors of the wires. Yeah, but like, but I could do that, no problem. Like I could tell you the multiple standards and which one was better and why they were better and which one uh, avoided the most crosstalk. I couldn't tell you the colors right now. You know, I, well, I could probably guess them. Um, I probably come close, but that's where like, there was a day in which I, I was not only tested on this, but then I had, you know, how many of you out there have had to like stretch your hand because you crimped too many cables? Oh my you know, gosh. Like, yes. that, we yes. all know that feeling. I know the exact sound of a proper crimp. I know how it feels. It's kind of like the, the, that red ball from your youth that uh, smacked you in the face during war ball or dodgeball. Oh yeah. The, you can still the smell dodgeball. that ball and you can hear that ball. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but you know, with crimping, like something I've lost, I could do it again if I needed to, I would still be just as picky as I used to be, but it's not something that's naturally at the forefront of my mind anymore. Could I become a good network engineer again? Yes. There's a lot of base knowledge in there, but it's buried in my brain. And I'd have to learn all the new stuff like this, this Google mesh. I get the idea, but we're doing that at homes now, you know? Um, and I get the concept and I'm thinking, oh, maybe I need to get one of these for my house. Well, now I need to research this. And now I'm, I'm going to, my engineer brain's kicking into gear to learn about what I need to know rather than assuming. Because I remember back in like the early 2000s, I really was annoyed by the, the term Wi-Fi. And, you know, why not you're saying this? Why aren't you saying 802.11? That's what it is. You know, I need to know the standard. Wi-Fi, what does that mean? And I actually, had to, consortium. Like, I actually had to look up in Deja at the time and to figure out what the heck is, you know, what the heck is Wi-Fi? You know, like I'm sitting there like in the my dark room, you know, like hiding from everybody because I don't want anybody to know that I didn't know what Wi-Fi was. <laughs> it turned out it was a marketing term for 802.11. I'm like, oh, okay. So now I'm looking at mesh. And these alarm bells are going off in the back of my head. They really mean mesh. Yeah, is that <laughs> you know, the same? I've got to research. And that's what made me a good engineer is I, I researched a lot. I didn't assume. I, I researched. Well, yeah. But this letting go, um, you know, it it does have to be intentional. Um, and I, I, it is a moment. You know, uh, I, I worked with a guy 
uh, for many years. And he, he came to this epiphany and his, in his little story that he tells, it was 3 a.m. Uh, he's sitting in a data center, just like you've mentioned, Adam, he's sitting behind uh, a bunch of stuff, warming his hands up because there's, you know, they're cold. Uh, and <laughs> he's sitting there and he's going through emails, kind of catching up from the day. He's been working on this. And there is a note from one of the directors and a supervisory role is opening up within the com- company. And they sent a note to him going, hey, would you be interested in this? And as he sits there and, you know, gets the blood flowing in his fingers again, he's he, he has this, you know, very specific thought. And he says, is this what I want to do for the next 20 years? Do I is I'm, I'm at a bit of a fork in the road. Do I want to keep doing this? I, he was fantastic at it. Brilliant engineer. Uh, but he sat there and went, you know, this is not what I want to do. And he made a decision and turned. And I felt like I kind of did the same thing. And and the challenge, I think, is for many of us that have this real technical, you know, drive and this technical bug, um, we have to intentionally let go to some extent. And and for me, like I said, you know, when I when I made the transition, I felt really, really good because I was still in the environment. There were other people that I really trusted to know all of the details and I could just move forward with the high level stuff. I didn't have to proof it out. I didn't have to know, you know, exactly how it was going to happen. I I knew it was going to happen. So I was in a very, very fortunate position. But if you're in, you know, different type of organizations or specifically small organizations, that's going to be a real challenge. But I think you're going to have to decide what it is that you want, because think about life. You, you, you can't always have it all. <laughs> you can't. You have to work within your context. And I, I, I mean that in every sense of the word. So there are a lot of people out there who've never been an expert at something. They don't know that feeling of, of knowing that you are the person to turn to on this topic. There are people who have like interests and hobbies but being an expert is different. Like you're the person where I can sit down. I don't need my book in front of me. And I can say, I can do this. Or I know how to find this answer really easily to augment what I'm trying to do. You could, And I've, I've said it many times. You can tell an expert in a room versus somebody who's a hobbyist by which one's using PowerPoint. Because an expert is comfortable enough to walk up to a whiteboard and talk on their topic in a free form fashion and incorporate new ideas into what they're doing. A hobbyist, smart, capable, needs to have, okay, I I need to be guided through this. I get it, I understand it, but it's not my area of expertise. And so what you need to do is realize where you're an expert, where you're not, and then even as an expert, you still have to research things. You still have to learn things and, and bring things in. But you are comfortable speaking on the topic with authority because you've done it and you've done it many times and you've been creative with it and you can continue to be creative with it. But there's a point in your life where you, you cannot be an expert at everything. And, you know, back in the, the cowboy days of the IT, you had to be a little bit of everything. And some people became experts in networking. 
some people became experts in data center design or, you know, um, SDN, whatever it is that you, you or, or, or cybersecurity. But then you start losing that knowledge in other areas. Can you, you know, you might be the best cybersecurity person on the planet and not be able to explain to me the difference between a, a, uh, a Windows 11 instance and a Windows 10 instance. You know, you, you don't care. You know, you might be able to explain to me the vulnerabilities up to each, but can you tell me the underlying OS architecture and how it handles memory management? No, you don't care. That's it. And so it's not your expertise. So if you read enough Sherlock Holmes, they, they refer to it as keeping a clean attic. You, you, Sherlock Holmes could tell you the chemical breakdown of toba any tobacco in London. It was, it was the claim uh, from, from the author. And he could not tell you what planets were in our solar system. It doesn't make him dumb. He's just focused. He's an expert on what he cares about. And so as you travel through your life, you become experts in different areas. Like no one's ever an expert on parenting, but we try, you know, but if you're <laughs> walking into a, a server room and you can become an expert on different platforms. So, to, you know, I used to do Cisco UCS. Today, people do Meraki and things like that. I don't need, I couldn't tell you the first thing about Meraki. You know what I can do is I can tell you with 100% certainty that if I was the manager of a team of Meraki engineers, that'd be the best day manager they ever had. Why? Because I empower them and I have honed my skills on how to help engineers succeed, be happy in what they're doing and help them develop themselves. I'm really good at that. And so I don't need to be the expert because they are. What I am an expert on is how to help them in their jobs. That's what I do. And I had to craft that personality. I was terrible at it in the late 2000s, you know, mid, mid 2010s. I wasn't great at it. I was learning. I think one manager at one point told me, I wish you would use your, your, uh, your abilities for good rather than evil. And it, and longer story there, uh, I hadn't learned how to play corporate politics yet. <laughs> and so, which I eventually learned how to do. But you, you learn these things over time and you get these, these soft skills. And my hard skills had to take a back seat. That's not necessarily the case for everybody. You can have hard skills and soft skills, but your brain can only contain so much. You have to clean your attic. It's you great to decide what you want to do. They're, they're, they know so much. They're trivia experts. Like, okay, so what are you doing with that knowledge? Is it actionable? Is it useful in your life in any way? No, you've picked up random knowledge because your attic is cluttered. You have random tidbits because you have not focused your knowledge in an area that benefits you or the people around you. Instead, you just let random things into your head and now you know random tidbits, but you can't put them together because they're so disparate and unrelated. And yep. so in order to fix this, you got to figure out what do you want to be an expert in? Do you want to be an expert in beer cans? Be an expert in beer cans. But something else has got to leave for you to become an expert in beer cans. For me, I am slowly becoming great at business development and a lot of what I'm coming into my brain with is it's replacing that stuff at the front where I used to be great at 
architecture. I used to be great at network design and troubleshooting and security. That stuff is starting to fade into the background while this new knowledge comes to the front that I can talk about fluidly and easily. If you ask me to talk about network design, I can still do it. This can be disjointed and I probably need some PowerPoint slides to kind of make sure I stay on topic and hit the right points. Yep. So, well, and you know, I think it, so th this is the old man, you know, part coming out here, but some of it is oh, just, hey. you know, I, I, I maturity of what you do. So, you know, at one point I was the novel guy, you know, I could tell you all the details about that. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, there was, you know, a couple of seasons later, um, all of a sudden it was Banyan Vines. And now I, I was never really an expert at Banyan Vines, but I, I knew quite a bit. All right. Why? I did. I, I never sat down. I mean, I didn't even know what Banyan Vines was until I, you know, like the day before I logged in on one. Um, you know, it was my it was my career drove me in these specific areas, these things that kind of made the decision for me. What, what do I want to do? Well, once you've gained some skill set in a variety of, you know, different topics, then you develop and, and you kind of many times find yourself in the opportunity to say, all right, this is what I want to do. And I think that's kind of hard for some engineers yeah, because they may have spent, you know, 10, 15, 20 years just yeah. becoming expert on whatever new thing came you know, down the line. And now they've, they're in a really good spot. I mean, they're super talented, but you can't be an expert on everything. Yeah. And rather than just trying to tackle whatever comes up next, you may want to take a beat here and go, all right, what do I really want to do? And, and once you make that decision, then it's going to lead to some other decisions that are around centered around no. <laughs> no, I'm not going to get into the details on that one. No, I'm not going to work that ticket. I'm going to let someone else run with it. Uh, you know, no, I'm not going to double check their work. You know, I'm going to trust that that's it. You got to start maintaining that focus on what it is that you really want to be doing. But sometimes that can be kind of hard. That's out of character for what our, our experience may, may be. My, uh, my story I'm thinking about in my head here while you're talking is, you know, I think it was around 2011 or so, like I was at this large corporation and they wanted to know about AWS versus uh, Azure. And so one of my managers points to me and goes, I need you to become an expert on AWS. Like, cool. I love learning new things, right? Like this sounds really cool. It's cloud computing. So I start, I start developing out my knowledge in AWS. I'm feeling pretty good about myself. I'm the only one in this organization who has ever logged into AWS. You know, I, I went out and did my usual thing where I, I looked around for online training in AWS and I started really like playing around. I felt good about myself. I thought I was getting ahead on what AWS was, how to build it and stuff like that. And then a couple weeks later, I got, or like a month or so later, I got hired to a job where I was actually having to do AWS for my job. And like, do you have experience with AWS? And I said, yes, I've been researching it for this large corporation for the past couple of weeks. And then I got in there and I realized how little I knew. Yeah. Everybody always... around me had been working in it for years. Yeah. And I felt like an idiot. And my manager's like, you've never touched AWS before. I'm like, yes, yes, I have. I just didn't realize how much I didn't know. You know, like I didn't realize how much more there was because now that I'm surrounded by these people who are experts, 
I look like an idiot. My last organization, I looked like the person who knew the most. And that's how expertise works, (laughs) is that you can feel like an expert and then find out you're just a moron. And there's always somebody that knows more. I, I, I'm, I'm certain that to this day, my manager from that job thinks I did not know AWS. And he's right. I didn't know much about it. I didn't know it to, to, from their perspective, I was an ant. And, um, but over time I got better and better and better. And I started learning it really well today. I, I think I could tell you where to log in. <laughs> I understand yep. the architecture. I understand how EC2s work. Has there been lots of technology come out since then? Yes. I understand how Beanstalks work. I know the general architecture, but I couldn't give a lecture on it. I couldn't stand up in front of a group of experts and answer questions. Um, I, I would have a hard time even designing out the environment. That's why I hire people now who are experts who can implement and explain to me what needs to be done and what best practices are. And so it's not that I'm better today. My focus is just on administration. The power of who people like Skip and I are is that we can empathize because we've been through the journey of becoming an expert many times. And we're now on the area where we have let go of being an expert because we see the value in not needing to know everything and focusing where it matters most. So am I okay? The fact that somebody asked me uh, about the football, that thing that the brown ball, they, they toss up and down the field. Um, like it when they win the game they play. Um, uh, who's going to the Super Bowl? Who's in the playoffs? No idea. And I'm comfortable with that. And everybody who knows me knows that I'm comfortable with that. It's funny because people are like, oh, you're a Husker? Oh, those Huskers suck. And like, well, I'm like, cool. They're trying to get under my skin, but they have no idea. <laughs> like this is not something that is personal to me, nor that I study. Yeah. And it, it's, it's great that other people love this stuff. It's just not, it's just not an area for me. Yep. And so, well, and we talk about that in the podcast is like, be an expert in the area you want to be. Don't let life just kind of like knock you around and fill your head with random stuff. What do you want to care about? And do that and own it. Well, and kind of closing thoughts on this one um, along the way. And maybe we, you know, this is advice that usually shows up too late. Right. But, you know, maybe it'll help somewhere along the way. Um, be careful of what you learn. You yeah. know, and be careful. So one of the sideline deals, my wife have, and I've always kind of done um, the the real estate investment deals. She was a, a realtor for many years. And so, you know, we've kind of been through that side hustle thing of, you know, uh, real estate investments uh, and such. And throughout some of that, you know, trying to get things done um, and make, a, make a, at least a little bit of money off of it, I end up doing some of the work. So I can do some plumbing work, certainly not an expert, no licensing or anything, but, you know, I have a certain set of plumbing skills and the unfortunate part now is, you know, my my wife and I have kind of moved out of that cycle and, you know, we're just trying to minimize the number of properties we have, right? We we like, we like the one idea. All right. And so what we're looking at projects and, you know, we want to redo a bathroom or something. And we look at that and she turns to me and says, well, can you, can you redo all of this? It's, it's a hard spot when I have to go. I don't yes. want 
I, I can do it, but do I want to do it? Yeah. No, I hate plumbing work, you know? I, uh, <laughs> and so be careful, be careful what you learn. Well, also like I, I refer to it as I have hidden skills that I don't like people to know about. Yes, <laughs> that's it. And so when I go to a corporation, like, and I remember I, I, I used to tell the story all the time. Like I am a bachelor of science, computer science people, bachelor of science in computer science. So for those of you out there, those rare select elites who have a bachelor of science, computer science, you all know what I'm talking about. We have a certain set of skills that you were forced to learn while you were in a computer science program that you don't want to use on a daily basis. I don't like C++ programming people. It, it's, it's, it's very rewarding once you pull it all together. My brain does not agree with programming. It's not something I want to do for a living. I don't want people to know that I can do it. I can't do it anymore. Thank goodness. I've that's one area of expertise I'm glad that I don't have. I can still read code just fine though. But for a while there, I had to hide my ability to code because people were so desperate for coders back in the 2000s, the early 2000s. They'd take anybody. And you're like, oh, you know how to code? Hey, can you just make these few tweaks? Like, no. And so I no. hit it. <laughs> you know, like Excel. Like I was really good with Excel. Like I could create some really cool V lookups. I hid that knowledge because I knew I was surrounded by accountants. <laughs> oh yeah. Yep. <laughs> I knew what was going to happen. They were going to ask me to design spreadsheets, but every once in a while I whip out one of those hidden expertise and I build something glorious and people are like, how'd you do that? I just kind of pulled it together. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's, that's just who you need to be. Like have a skill. Now, did Skip want to become a master program, uh, plumber? Did he want to get his journeyman's or whatever the certification is in plumbing? No, he, no, he no. learned what he needed to know so he can move on. But now he knows enough to hire a good plumber. Yeah. And that's okay. Letting go of expertise is, is okay when you realize that that's not something you want to be an expert in anymore. You have no desire to do that anymore. I used to be an expert in data center design. After warming my hands up on servers and curbs out in the parking lot, I realized I did not want to be an expert in data center design. It's not what I wanted for a career. And eventually I learned that working with people is what I wanted to do for a career. I didn't want the title of manager. I don't want the title of CEO. I don't want the title of president. I want the title of that guy we can rely on to help us get our job done. That's what I figured I wanted to do. I want to make the world a better place through helping others. That is what I want to do. And so I started crafting my skill set in that direction, which meant I had to let go of some of the things I thought I should have been an expert in. And so today there's all the things that I used to know. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I used to know how to do that, but you might want to hire Bob over here. He, he, he knows that stuff. Don't, don't use me. I'll poke around. And uh, to, conclu to conclude, one of the, one of the funny uh, stories I have is uh, one of my employees a while ago was struggling with uh, whatever the ex that exchange code is. Uh, I'm not going to say the word, um, <laughs> whatever it is. I can't even remember now. See? And it, it could not figure out why you couldn't get the script run. I, I looked, I go, hey, let me look. And he was not used to having a manager who actually knew, had a history in IT. I hide, remember, I hide my, my skills. And I look down and I'm like, well, let me look. And I got my coffee in my hand. I'm swirling it. And he's like, oh, manager pretending nobody, this is no things. And I reach down and I go, what's going on right there? And I point to his screen. How did you see that? 
Like, not my first rodeo, man. It's like, how do you become an expert in all this stuff? School of hard knocks and just sheer, like, I needed to know something in a moment and I slowly became an expert and then I forgot it. And that's where we are today. Today, we have a lot of people and a lot of engineers who grew up as engineers who went through their careers, 20 years of it, 30 years of it as an engineer, and they have all this knowledge they used to know because now they've figured out what they want to know today. The, the old stuff is still relatable and applicable, but they're not going to do that for their job anymore. But that doesn't mean that they can't help somebody in a teachable moment. Yeah, I think that's the important part. You got to figure out what you want to know. What do you want to be an expert in? I love this topic. I think Skip's hit it on the head there. You have to decide what you want to know and focus on that and let the other stuff go. Let your ego go so that you don't have to be that person anymore. So you can be the person that you want to be. Thanks, Skip, for this wonderful episode. It kind of ties back into the last episode, you know, how to become a leader. If you want to become a leader, That's you're going to let go of some of your technical knowledge. If you want to become a circus clown, you're going to have to let go of some of this stuff. <laughs> because you've got to focus on what comes next and what skills yep. you need to be awesome in your dream job. All right, Skip, we'll see you next week. All right, sounds great. Thank you for joining us today. If you like our podcast, please subscribe, comment, and check out our Facebook page. Also encourage others who want to see IT Transform to subscribe as well. We could always use your help. 